AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You're listening to Comedy Central. Now hiring. A New Zealand city has laid off their official wizard after his offensive remarks about women and the local government's new tourism strategy. What did he say? Ian Brackenberry Channel, also known as the Wizard of New Zealand, has been on the city's payroll since 1998, receiving an annual salary of about $11,000 American to provide Jacqueline, quote, acts of wizardry and other wizard-like services. Mm-hmm. Just pro- Basically, he's the mascot of the city of Christchurch, New England. Well, he's a wizard. He ain't a, not for $11,000. He ain't no wizard. If he was a real wizard, he'd create a spell to get a better salary. Gandalf, bro. But why would he mess up this salary? Right. The controversial comments he made back in April, quote, I love women. I forgive them all the time. I've never struck one yet. Never strike a woman because they bruise too easily. And it's the first thing they'll tell their neighbors and friends. And then you're in big trouble. End quote. What? He's not lying. I. He's not lying. (laughs) What? What? If you if you hit a woman, I used to tell the kids that I used to coach. If you want to end up on ESPN fast, go to the smallest school you can and put your hands on the cheerleader. Your ass be on TV tomorrow. So, I mean, he's got a point. I get what you're saying in terms of that a woman will report the crime. Right. But I'm not endorsing the crime. All right. I see what no, y'all no, no. Of course not. No, of course yeah, not. I'm not endorsing the crime. No. I get you. If you hit a woman, it's going to be a problem because the woman's going to tell. That's that's a fair assessment. To me, I think it's the first line that gets it. I love women. I forgive them all the time. Okay, that okay. That, what okay. the fuck does that, that mean? That could be a bit much. That could be a bit much. Okay. Something's all right. wrong. I, I, I can't interpret that line, Jacqueline, actually. He works as a fucking <laughs> wizard. Of course something's wrong with him. <laughs> My name is Roy. This is my job fair. 
top of the day to you. Wednesday is the best week. And stop the music right now. Stop the music right now. Do so long. Stop it. October 29th and Perfect Woo! Messenger, 10.30 p.m. <laughs> on Comedy Central. It is premiere week, you motherfuckers. Yes. Premiere week, son. One hour of some of the best comedy yes. that I was able to come up yes. with during COVID. Yes. That didn't sound like a proper endorsement, but trust me, it's a great <laughs> endorsement. And thank you to everybody. We did it last week, but thank you to everybody in Denver that mm-hmm. came out and was a part of the tape. And I hope that you all enjoyed. Thank you to the bootleggers. Huh? Who I hope mm. get me out there in a heavy rotation. Yes, Jacqueline, the bootleggers. Mm-hmm. You have to anticipate theft as part of your product strategy. And I'm okay with being a little bootlegged. Mm. Um, it's getting back to your roots. That's all. Self-made is the theme this week. Self-made. And... um. We're going to talk with people that have created lanes for themselves, not waiting on opportunities, doing things outside the traditional path to get to where they are today. Uh, the homie David Sampson from CBS Radio. And you know what, man? We need to call my Uncle Derek. That brother is self-made. Oh. He didn't, matter of fact, he mm. made, remade himself four or five different times. Well, catch up with Unc for Scam of the Week. My uncle used to be a dog catcher, Jacqueline, mm-hmm. and he would catch one dog a day. He would catch one dog in the morning and then just hide his truck somewhere and do other shit. Like, he'd hide the truck in the shade, make sure the dog had water and food. And then at the end of his shift, drive back to the the dog. I don't know where you drop a dog. The dog depot. Uh Uh-huh. And would just go, yep, only found this one. (laughs) (laughs) That makes no sense, but okay. Oh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I respect that. That's back in the day when they used to let dogs go at the end of the day, too. They ain't even euthanize them like they do nowadays. So so that sound, sounded to me like my man was efficient. Catch and release like a bass fisherman. Yeah, it's one right. less dog in captivity. Why are you going to catch five dogs if you're going to set them all free? Catch one. And then you wake up you wake up the next morning and be like, oh, damn it, look, I got to catch you again. That's keeping people working. <laughs> I support this. Let's get into Cody's most outstanding employee of the week real quick mm-hmm. here because we got a long conversation with brother Samson that I want to get to, uh, JG. Mm. I want to take a minute here to recognize California corrections officer, Tina Gonzalez, 26 years old and keeping them inmates in line. And, you know, corrections officers, they are a forgotten part of the law enforcement community. You're looking away. So there's something not right about this story, but go ahead. Not a lot of television shows about correctional officers. When we talk about law enforcement, it's usually the running gun of task force and cops. Uh-huh. You know, we don't talk much about prison guards and what they contribute. Officer Tina Gonzalez was arrested and is currently in jail for having sex with an inmate in full view of 11 mm. other inmates. Mm-hmm. We're not clapping mm. for that. Mm. For the culture. Jacqueline. No. Jacqueline. What? No. In that moment when Officer Gonzalez bent it over, <laughs> there were twelve there were twelve inmates who were not fighting each other, that were not dealing in contraband, that were not they were scheming. Peaceful. Exactly. They were working together in that moment, Jacqueline. Whatever. For one moment, for one moment, the world was free. Mm. Uh, whatever for that small amount of people and none of that made sense and now she is going to go to jail too i mean not that i'm looking her up on instagram hustle 23 hard yeah, I'm but not, <laughs> I'm, I'm not that i'm not that i'm looking that up at all but 
you know, I'm 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 looking at her possibly as a bit of a pioneer. No. That woman cut a hole in her own pants looking <laughs> out for the prisoners. No. no. She it. was looking I out, Jack. I love it. I love it. She had also supplied the same inmate with razors, a cell phone, and advance warnings when his cell was going to be searched. This brother was laying some pipe. Really? Mm. You know how good it's got to be? Hey, baby, cut a hole in your slacks. Oh and bend gosh. over for daddy real quick. So we'll find out soon that she's pregnant. <laughs> Mama, how'd you meet daddy? Well, well baby. Well. <laughs> Mama was working the J block. Mm-hmm. Your daddy came over looking real good with one of them tattoos made from newspaper ink. And your daddy came over very romantically and he said, Say, bitch, split them pants open. Oh, my open. gosh. <laughs> and let me get up in there. Now let's do it out here in the open where 11 other people can watch. For my friends. For my friends. So, Fresno County Correctional Officer, Tina Gonzalez, for making sure that inmates remain incentivized in what should be a correctional facility Mm. for going above and beyond and creating a new curriculum to give other inmates a reason to focus. Tina, you are! Cody's most outstanding employee of the week. Tina, we will send that to prison. Where oh, you going? Hey, Tina, and for those who are interested, uh, Tina actually posted up where you could send her commissary on, on Hustle 23 Hard on Instagram. Like, I'm not even making this up. It's literally right there. If you want to send to my commissary, this is where I'm at. Smart one. So, Smart one. I'm just saying. Let's get into verse first. Now, I don't know if you all know this about me or not, but quick little Roy Wood Jr. trivia fact. I am the only player in the history of Alabama high school athletics to log a game-winning walk-off strikeout, 1996 versus John Carroll High School. Mm. Victorious, 17 to 16. Is that on your baseball card home? Because you know them stats is where that's supposed no, to be. No, you know what? I talked to them, them people over at Tops, so they didn't want to put none of my stats on that. You're talking about the Allen and Ginter card. I'm in the Allen and Ginter yeah, yeah, set yeah, yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah. Thank you to Tops. But yeah. They declined to include my Ramsey High School statistics because they're haters. It sounds like it's bad. So why would they put that on there? Did we win? Did we win the game or not, Jacqueline? Ask they won the, we game. the game. What are you talking about? Ask me. But it's great your stat. stat. It sounds like a bad stat. Haters. I can see you. I can see haters. you. I hope you can. I hope you can see me. I hope you can see me making this face at you. Who do we have on for worse and first? I'm very excited because this is one of my favorite follows on Twitter, and I'm not even. Oh, wonderful! Well, we have David, and he is the former president of the Miami Marlins of Major League Baseball. And David, is that a bad stat? Uh, no, because they won the game, and that's all that matters. You have to win. The way to get rings is to win games, whether it's by strikeout. You're better than Archibald Graham, Roy. Way to go. There you go, Roy. <laughs> nice. So the podcast is nothing personal with David Sampson. And I've been in the throes of trying to get my comedy special together. So I don't get to check in on all the podcasts as often as I'd like. But yours is one of the ones that I do pepper into the rotation because such is life having a child and all of that stuff what what i love about your podcast before we even get into your worst job or your first job because you're a front office guy 
like your time was with, if I'm not mistaken, the Expos. And then you were down there in Miami when they were still the Florida Marlins. You started, this is pre-baseball. This is pre-front office. Um, I know you were working on your Juris. Uh, was was that at Wisconsin? Where, where did we get the Juris doctor? I got it at Cardozo, which is affiliated with Yeshiva University. I went to Wisconsin undergraduate and I went to Tufts freshman year. And then transferred to Wisconsin because my parents basically bribed me and said, if you don't go to Wisconsin, we'll buy you a car. And I said, wait, all I have to do is go to Tufts and you'll buy me a car. I said, deal. So went to Tufts freshman year, Trent and loved it, but transferred to Wisconsin where I wanted to go. And they said to me, what are you doing? I said, you said I have to go to Tufts. You didn't say I have to graduate mm. from Tufts. And that was a winning negotiation. And I drove the car to Wisconsin and the rest is history. What a smooth negotiator. Front office shit, third. Front office mm. shit. You were you were destined for this on the early move here, sir. That's the way it looks like to me. I've been hustling forever. I was the guy uh, who got paid by those same parents not to talk at the dinner table <laughs> because I talked so much. So I started earning money like as a 10 year old getting a dime per meal. And I eventually ratcheted it up to a dollar. And I said, wait, there's got to be a way to have a career where I can get paid to talk. And that is what is happening now. So let's talk about that hustle. This is part of why your story and your journey is interesting to me, because we talk on this podcast a lot about people pivoting. And, you know, the great Alabama millionaire A.G. Gaston says, find a need and fulfill it. And so it's about identifying gaps in the marketplace and things that you can do to provide something, to provide a service. You provided a service at a very early age, what I consider to be a very early age, something that was extremely innovative, where you created a company that's just delivering motherfucking American newspapers overseas to London same day. So if you're in London and you want to read today's New York Times, this company figured out a way to get the tan. This is pre- Internet. Well, it's still internet, but it's that internet. Talk to me about that company and just the inception of that and just looking like walk me through your process of seeing something just going, huh, you know what? Somebody should do that. And you deciding that you're going to be the one to do that. I'm going to walk you through that. But first, I need to hear that noise again, because that noise is how the whole company started. <laughs> <laughs> it's always like a burp sound. <laughs> that noise started my career because who can read a paper with that noise when you didn't really have any ability other than I grew up as a huge New York Knicks fan, grew up in New York, and I, I love the Knicks. And I was very privileged when I was young. I was the guy born on third base. I never thought I hit a triple, but I'll tell you one thing. I knew in my next at bat, I wanted to hit home run and I was going to outwork everyone to do it. And I was able to go to Europe and I couldn't get Nick scores. And that's all I wanted. This is before CNN. And all you had was something called the International Herald Tribune, which was really an amalgamation of the Washington Post and the New York Times. And sports scores took up like two inches of the paper and the scores were always a day late. And I never understood it. Mm. Who, who could get a sports score a day late? I couldn't stand it. So I said, there's got to be a better way. So I literally did a George Clooney from up in the air. And this is pre-internet. So I went to the airport. I looked at the board and I saw that there was the last plane 
on a Saturday night to Europe was an Air France flight 009 that left at 10 p.m. Saturday night, got in at 8.30 a.m. Sunday morning. And I knew from walking around the streets in New York as a kid that there's something called the Bulldog edition of the New York Times that comes out Saturday night at all those newsstands that you see. Mm -hmm. I said, wait, I'm going to buy a bunch of Sunday New York Times. I'm going to put them in a suitcase. I'm going to go to the airport. I'm going to check the suitcase. I'm going to fly over. I'm going to get the checked bag. I'm going to get on the subway, the metro, and I'm going to go to a hotel and say, hey, any rich people here? Because if there are, I've got a Sunday Times and your fingers are going to get black with ink. Give me 20 bucks. And that's how the business started. And the Sunday Times was was a dollar and a quarter. Oh, but I was charging 20 bucks because in Paris, you could get the Sunday Times on Wednesday for the same $20. And I said, this isn't smart. So I found a way to get the Sunday New York Times to Europe same day. And the reason the company was based in Paris is that was the last flight out of John F. Kennedy Airport on a Saturday night. And I ended up distributing all over Europe and Asia. And I extended it to the Wall Street Journal and Barron's. And it was amazing. I would go to a city like Geneva, spend three weeks, start a joint venture. (laughs) I became like a delivery boy, just looking for expats, looking for anybody who was rich or missed home. I'm listening to you and I'm like, yo, so wait a minute, were you literally an international paper boy? That's exactly what I was. The first time an article was ever written about me before my baseball career, before anything, it was called the world's delivery boy. And that's what I was because I would bring the papers over once it got bigger. I didn't do that anymore, but uh, it, it grew and the business was great. And then the Internet started. So Al Gore invented this thing that somehow you could read a newspaper on a screen. And I said to myself, no problem. This is not going to last. People want to sit on the beach in the south of France and read the paper. And uh, to make a yada, 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 eight months later, I was at Morgan Stanley. Ah. That, that's an interesting job where, you know, I don't know a lot of it. Like I watch it. I'm the guy that watches billions and then I have to pause it and go, All right, what the fuck did they just say? I don't the, the way it works is my job was to make rich people richer and I would take concentrated equity positions. So let's say you owned a company like Mark Cuban owned a company called Broadcom and he sold it and mm. got a bunch of Yahoo stock back. So he's got billions of dollars in one stock. And he knocks on the door of an investment bank and says, hi, I want to diversify in case Yahoo goes in the crapper. I still want to be rich. What do I do? So you take a lot of money that's all in one thing and you put a little money in a lot of things to spread your risk. And my job was to do that kind of risk spreading. My job was to get clients and nurture clients and make money for clients and therefore for myself. The lesson I learned at Morgan Stanley is a good one, which is it's okay if you want to make money, but it's always better to make money for the people you're working for because you will then make more money for yourself because you'll get more clients. And there's too many people on Wall Street, too many shysters, if I could say that word as a nice Jewish boy. Sorry, mom. But there's too many people who want to make money for themselves first and their clients second. I was happy to make money for my clients first because I knew I'd be just fine. The only reason I'm not bringing up a lot of baseball stuff is that I'll nerd the fuck out and we'll be on the phone. You don't even understand how hard I'm working, Jacqueline, to not ask a million questions just about the name. All right. Uh, Okay. 
So last you're question. You're leaving us mm-hmm. hanging because how do we go from the financial aspect to baseball? What was the pivot here? I don't know any of this. Oh, so that is a, a, a very simple story. I was working at Morgan Stanley and I got a call from Jeffrey Loria, who at that time was married to my mother. Talk about third base. And what? He, he said, hey, I want to buy the Montreal Expos. Will uh-huh. you help me? And I said, that's fine. <laughs> but here's my daily rate. Here's the amount of money I make at Morgan Stanley every day. If you want me to work for you, here's what you have to pay me each day. And I worked with one lawyer, one other banker, and it took six months and we bought the Expos for him. And then my (laughs) Jewish mother, bless her soul, said, could you please help your stepfather run the team for a little bit? And I said, well, okay, but here's what he has to pay me. And that little bit turned into 18 years. And he divorced my mother in 2004. But for the last 13 years, when I was with the Marlins, he was still my boss, just not mm-hmm. my stepfather anymore. And the only difference is that during contract negotiation time, we each had uh. lawyers. Because in the beginning, it were no lawyers needed because we're family. In the end, lawyers definitely needed. But uh, I was honored to work with him for all those years. We won a World Series. We built a ballpark. We did a very interesting franchise swap to get from Montreal to Miami. So it was a it was a hell of a fun ride, but boy, I'm happy doing what I'm okay, doing. Okay, last one for me. Sidebar, and again, just because I don't know this, and not that you need to, but have you ever played baseball? You don't have to play baseball to be in the front office, but have you ever played? Yeah. So I wanted to be a point guard okay. for the New York Knicks, and one of the worst days of a young Jewish boy's life, other than preparing for your bar mitzvah, is when you realize you have a better chance to own a team than to play on a team. And I had that epiphany early because my mother smoked. So I've always been short, but I would still practice basketball (laughs) and I try to play baseball. And I got cut from the freshman basketball team by coach Steve Tremblay. You're out there, Steve. I know you are. Exactly. And he cut me because he took a guy named Joshua Price. Yeah, you, Joshua Price, because he was a ninth grader who was 6'2", and I was 5'2", but I was a way better player than he was. And I vowed that I would work harder than everybody else, no matter what I was doing. So I would not be cut from anything ever again. I love wow. your tenacity. Well, we wanted you on worse than first because you are one of the few people that I that I can name. Who, every job you've had was a first. Just just, just from international paperboy to investing to MLB front office to now the podcast. Nothing personal with David Sampson. David, I cannot. Thank you enough. It is part of the CBS Sports family of podcasts. You can download that on the iHeartRadio app. Pretty please. Thank you very much. I will see you on your podcast, and I'm going to ask you. I'm going to tell you what the first question is going to be. What is it like to wave a player? Because when you are, <laughs> as, as, as at some point, you have to go to a player and go, hey, man, you ain't got it, man. And I, <laughs> I, you know, maybe somebody else would think you got it, but you ain't got it for us, man. And just want to know, you know, but you get, you know, take you a couple of T-shirts. You can keep the jersey, man. But just thank you a lot, man. You don't have to answer that. I get a Jordan's back. Hold on. I get a Jordan's back. You though. can't keep the jersey. Let's start with that. <laughs> what? <laughs> you cheap motherfucker. No, I'm going I'm to I'm need that jersey. Cold-blooded. So Cold-blooded. I like your key card and your jersey. Feel free to take your cleats and your undies. Jeez, y'all about as wow. bad as radio. That's Just front office. Take everything. That's front office. <laughs>
That's a That's nice a man. Very right nice man with a lot of stories to tell. Messing around with him, we just need to call this segment first and first yes. and first and first. <laughs> first and more first. First and first and first. You know, I respect though. I respect him like just being honest. Mm-hmm. Yo, I understand that I had some advantages. Yeah. Born on third base, but I still worked hard. Like, at least he acknowledged. He didn't act like, guys, I struggled. Yes. And No. No, no, no. He came off real. I mean, I didn't know the whole the international paperboy thing. And, and, and earned that it, bro. is. Yeah, that's hardcore work, bro. That's hardcore work right there. Ain't no type of money you can be born into that gives you that type of hustle right. and ingenuity. Nah, man. And so. Nah, that dude's a hustler. Yeah, and I think that's, that's the type of spirit that we want on this podcast, man. After the break. We're going to explore the world of employment and uh, maybe we'll ask our guests. Maybe this next guest will respect my RBI walk-off game-winning strikeout since Jacqueline done. It's not a Stop good stat. We won the game. Did that help win the game? That's your people, bro. That's your people. You got that. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Mother's Day is coming, and mom doesn't want flowers. She wants a cocktail. Here's a hint. Get mom Bartesian. It's the countertop cocktail maker that creates your choice of over 60 premium cocktails in less than 30 seconds, each at the touch of a button. Flowers die. Happy hour comes back every day. So get mom the machine that makes amazing cocktails with real fruit juices and craft bitters. Best of all, get $50 off a Bartesian premium cocktail maker with the purchase of one pack of cocktail capsules. So, instead of getting mom a reason to fill a flower vase with water, get mom the easiest, fastest way to fill her glass with the floral notes of gin. The best cocktails are premium cocktails, and the best day to get it for mom is Mother's Day, because you can get $50 off now for a limited time. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother to get the best premium cocktail maker for mom at the best price for you. Artesian, premium cocktails on demand. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. 
There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Job fair. We back in this thing, man. Now, third, as we all know, as we eagerly await the premiere of The Perfect Messenger, which is just two days away. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, October 29th. And, uh, October 29th. Comedy Central, and then on the Comedy Central On Demand app, and then Paramount Set Plus. Sometime in December, some shit. I don't know. I don't read my contracts. But the point is. <laughs> You were in the zone too, Roy. You were really in the zone yeah. on this one. Denver was a good time, and I've mm-hmm. got to go back to try the mushrooms. What? Mm. Mm. So did I've you get told, to the hot dog place? <laughs> you get to the hot dog place, bro. Did you? I was in Denver all of thirty-six hours, and I had no time to do shit. Mm-hmm. Nothing. No, it was every mm-hmm. day was sleep or prepare. Mm-hmm. Those are see, your choices. Look, man. See, this is why it's good that I'm still new to the team because if you invited me. I would have made sure that all the shit you couldn't do, I'd have done it and just had it at your room. Like, I know you don't smoke this weed, Roy, but I told him with you it's free. Fuck it. I got you. I just, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, there we go. So, we're still talking about people that are self-made. The homie David Sampson, thank him for coming on. Mm-hmm. Worse than first. You know, that man came from nothing and built himself up. And uh, mm-hmm. we're going to keep that thing going with a brother that's also going to help some other people make themselves self-made. Mm-hmm. Now, JG, you know I love it when brothers is looking out for others mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. see the Lord. The Lord. Mm-hmm. Where are you going? Third Corinthians. If you open your Bible to Third Corinthians, it said it the brother <laughs> must look out for the others. For oh, the others. Now, Jacqueline, who's this brother we have on the line here for the job, y'all? We have Mo. <laughs> We have Mo, and he wants to talk about being a director. <laughs> Forgive Mo, me, Mo. They tickle me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mo. I understand. I, I understand. Thank you so much for coming on the job fair. Now, as 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 a director in film and television, when did you like knowing what you know now about yourself? 
when would you say the first signs of, oh, I should be a director, I should be in the creative, started to bubble up in your childhood? First off, thank you. Appreciate you guys having me. Um, I'm not a director. I'm an assistant director, which is slightly different. Like I still, I, I, I help run film sets. That's really my thing. Like I'm here to assist the director and help get those shows done on budget, on time, all that. That's really my thing. But going back to what you were saying, the, I was, I was a basketball player as a kid. So I really didn't even, mm. all I thought about was basketball. I thought I was going to be good enough to be in the NBA. Wasn't obviously, but that was my world most of my life. So like I grew up playing ball. That was every week and everything. And that's all I did. The only time I really started thinking about this business was my dad was friends with a guy named um, Mike Ellis, who is Spike Lee's first AD for a long time. Okay. And my dad promised to get me a job on He Got Game. It never worked Basketball. out for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. It never worked Jesus. out. But yes, love that movie. Still to this day, great movie. And that was when I, the wheels started turning. And I was like, oh, I'd love to do it. But my dad be my dad. Never did it. But my dad's a great man. I'm not trying to knock him, but just never worked out. And I am where I am. I think if I was there, maybe my career isn't where it was. I think it wasn't my time at that point. I was a basketball player doing my thing back then. And that was me. How tall are you? Six foot eight. I just asked. <laughs> you want me to see? Yeah, I, not- we'll, we'll, send you the, we'll send you Jacqueline's information. Lady. <laughs> like that's the first, that's the first qualification. To Jacqueline, I just asked the question. <laughs> Wait, I thought you don't date. That's the thing no, I, I keep don't. hearing every week. I don't. That's what I've heard every I week. I do oh, not date. Gosh. I'm just curious she, about how tall listen, people are. Everybody's get everybody's open for business sooner or later. Don't believe what Jacqueline is saying. <laughs> I'm not dating Mo, but go ahead. My apologies for interrupting. Yeah. So no, 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 no worries. You are in a in a very very what I consider to be exclusive minority and that Mm -hmm. you are a black crew member there's always this conversation around diversity in film sets right Mm -hmm. and we need more people on the set and we need black people and you gotta hire black crew and you need black crew so when i went to shoot my comedy central pilot uh jefferson county probation in 2018 Mm -hmm. And we were really looking for black crew. And so we ended up with Millicent Shelton as my director. And so he knows Millicent. And so Millicent had her squad. She had her team of people. Mm-hmm. And the thing, the thing that I was noticing, you know, within black film sets, Mo, is that black people already know all the black people who know how to do this job and know how to do this job well. Right. So as we as we strive for diversity and to meet these minimums that a lot of films and financiers are requiring, mm-hmm. I will give you money to make your film, but 30% need to be this, 40% of the people need to be this, gender and race equity. There's this arms race to find minorities who know how to do the fucking job. And it is hard because as much as you want to have all these hiring mandates in place to diversify film sets, at the educational level, there's still too many barriers for minorities to get in and to get through to even be eligible for the jobs that are trying to hire them. Like if you black and you qualify, yo, triple your price Mm. because they need you, man. So Mo, how did you get, how did you get to where you are? Like before we talk about the internship opportunities that you're here to talk about, how did you navigate that? Because 
where you are right now a black a dog. That's like you damn near a black coach in the NFL. Ain't a lot of you. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Yeah, for sure. Um, I was fortunate enough when I played ball at the University of Delaware, I became friends with a woman named Stephanie Stone. Her father, Ron Stone, old school New York guy, crew guy. He was a prop master on Law and Order. Ron Stone helped me out years ago, said, I can get you one day as a production assistant on Law and Order. Never get my first day on that show. Worked on that show for three years. Turned that one day into three years. And it, that's really how I started. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a hookup. All this thing is about is you need someone to get you in. Yes. And that's what I've been trying to do for years is trying to help more people get to my situation where like they just need that one shot. You just need one shot. That's all I looked at is like, I'm going to get my one day and I'm going to turn this into a career. And mm-hmm. fortunate for me, I've done it since 2003 when I started. That's flames. Man, one day it's, and then the next day, like, yeah, come on back, Blackie. We like you. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if that's how Dick Wolf talk. Is that how Dick Wolf talk? No. <laughs> <laughs> I actually got to work with Dick Wolf. I did, I did the pilot for New York Undercover and we were trying to redo it a few years ago and I got to like hang out with Dick for like a day. That dude is a good man. I like that guy. Mo, explain to the listeners that being a PA on set that first time, it's not easy, but it's worth it if you're willing to do the work and come back. I mean, seriously, tell them because they get into this mindset of this is glitz and glamour. Mm, No, it's not. No, no. I, I started working in New York City. In New York City, I still will say people don't hate on me, but it's the hardest city in the film business to do production mm. because of New York. New York is on some other stuff where like New Yorkers don't care what you're doing. They don't care if you're shooting a the movie. They're going to curse you yeah. out. They're going to do whatever. Mm-hmm. They're going to walk through you. Then I'm talking about dudes who make Excuse five million dollars. You not walk past me. They're getting ready to shoot us. Get the fuck out of mm-hmm. my way. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And we up and whenever it rains, we don't stop shooting. Weather is not a thing. Like New York is on some other stuff. Like I did a job in Atlanta recently and we stopped for lightning. New York, you don't stop for nothing. <laughs> there is no like it could be lightning, snow. Like I've been on jobs. So I did some Marvel jobs years ago. Hey, I remember coming home. We couldn't get home. Like we were in this like ice storms. You had to just figure it out. It took me like two and a half hours to get home when it usually would take 45. Like it was New York is some other stuff and it will it will teach you how to do this stuff. And it, and it helps you in the sense of toughening you up. It definitely toughens you up. A lot of what you do, a lot of what you do is also, you also put out fires on sets. You know what I'm saying? Like, t- like when, when I, I agree with what Jacqueline, when she was talking about the glitz and glamour and people think it's real pretty because you, you know, you get to be on set and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, talk, talk if you don't mind, kind of about some of the, gigs that you had to get you to where you are type stuff like Ooh, yeah i gotta remember them jobs so like yeah i started on law and order i did the mothership as we call the old school one i was there um did that for a bit then i did as for you a little bit then i did some small movies um trying to think of the good jobs and like there's so many like i truthfully i forget jobs and like people have to roll up on but ah, we worked on this but yeah, we did. Just like each the, thing the job... is connected to the next thing, to the next person, to yeah. the next recommendation. Yeah, that's how it works. Mm. Like the job I do remember the most as a PA is I got to do Indiana Jones, the mm. the last one that came out, and I did the Crusade? Connecticut unit. No, yeah, Crystal yeah. Skull. yeah, the Crystal Skull. Crystal Skull? Okay. Yes, yeah, Crystal yeah. Skull. Crystal Skull. And like you're trying to age me up, Roy. I ain't that old. 
Um, <laughs> right? He had you back going to set when he was eating monkey brains, didn't he? Yeah, he had exactly. you back there, right? <laughs> exactly. But nah, it was great. It was like I had 200 PAs that I was a key PA in charge yeah. of. And huh. yeah, it was a wild job. And then another thing, the thing that's still the craziest, we had 100 Teamsters. And them Teamsters are not cheap. Mm-hmm. But no. 100 of them do. That's how many Teamsters we had. That job was a huge job. I think our catering feed like 400 people, 500 people a day. Like, that's crew. Not yeah. even like background or anything. It was wild numbers and unheard of stuff back then. The other thing that you all do that I think is very, very interesting is that your job is also deep in the relationship between the cast and the director and camera and everybody else. Mm -hmm. And if you want, you can protect the cast member. Like if a cast member is misbehaving and fucking up on set, you're generally the first person to decide how this is going to go. I can escalate this or I can bring you to the side and dead this for you real quick. I'll never forget. And it was something that was very, very subtle. It was very subtle, but I was on set and I'd fell asleep in my trailer. I just mm-hmm. felt it was like a supposed to be a 15 minute break. I fell asleep. 30 minutes had passed. First AD. Bam, 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 bam. What's going on? Open the door. I'm dead asleep. I got a sleep mark on my face. We're getting ready to, 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 to shoot. And I'm like, man. man, man, man. And then first AD goes, yeah, we'll, we, need, we need five minutes. Talent has taken a really important phone call, and we had already cleared it early. Nice. And like just made up a fucking lie on the spot to keep from rolling me under the bus as having overslept, which is like on some straight up job performance, you'll never get rebooked type behavior. Mm-hmm. And like that, those, those little things, man, like it really is, it is a job, but you are a people wrangler. And when you want to be, you can be a mentor, which is what I want to talk about, man. Talk to us a little bit about this Directors Guild of America trainee program and how the youngins, and not even just the youngins, anybody looking to pivot and change into something new, how they can be a part of this. Yeah, so it's a great program that's been around since 1969, which I did not know until recently. Um, It's a great program. It's an apprenticeship. It it puts you right in the face of all these big-time people who are going to hire you down the line if you just put the work in. And and I'm talking about a good-paying job. You get paid well to do it. Hard work, real hard work, terrible hours sometimes. Like, I'm going to say this, like, short day is 12 hours. You're going to be well, working. Well, the union, the IOTC union, y'all just said that we're going to try and rework it. Mm-hmm. And things What's mm-hmm. that face? What's that face about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know how I, how I met Mo. Y'all, y'all don't know this, but as a booking guy, that's how I met Mo because we was on Twitter and I put something up about Ayatsi and my mans came in with the straight knowledge on me. I was like, whoa, hold up. I just did that because I have some cousins who are in Ayatsi and they don't give a crap about any of that. So I put it out there so they know. And then the next thing you know, we started talking and stuff and that. And so he, he put me up on IATSE game for real, man. He knows what's up. He well, what well, renegotiating IATSE contracts or not, it's still going to be some hard work. Keep going. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. It's it's real hard work. But but you know what? I think it's worth it. And I'm just trying to make sure the problem with 
this business, I, I don't think enough people know ways to get, maneuver in. Like mm-hmm. we were just talking about earlier, this is one of those ways. This is for the kid who's from Alabama to get up in this business because they don't know anyone. This program gives that person the opportunity from, like I was fortunate enough to have someone walk me in this situation. That's what the goal of this program is, to put you on set. It, it gives you an amazing opportunity to get into the film business. And truth be told, you, you do the whole program. If you decide you don't want to become AD, that's all good and well, because you know what? You probably made some connections. You can go be a grip. You can go be electric. You can be a camera person. You go join that world. And this, that's the beauty of the film business. There's so many different jobs within the umbrella of the film business. Like pretty much we cover everything in this business. Uh, there's, you could be a doctor, you'd be a caterer. You can be, it's, it's, it's all encompassed in this business. Art people, if you're really into the arts or you want to be like, if you're an artist, you can be in the art department and be a scenic. And there's all kinds of jobs and opportunities that this, or even if you if say you try for this program and you don't, there's still, you can be a PA and do the same thing. There's just so much opportunity in the business that I just want more people to be aware of. I've been trying for years and mm. I know Ava DuVernay is trying to do some stuff. Miss Ava, as I like to call Ava. Um, she's trying to do stuff to get people. She's doing an amazing job with her stuff. And I just think more people need to be pushing for ways right. to get make sure people know about these opportunities that are out here in the film business. Ava's putting mm. them to work down there in New Orleans on Queen Sugar. She hiring nothing but new faces left and right to mm-hmm. on crew, in front of the camera, behind the camera, black women, they're young black women directors under thirties, mm-hmm. giving them Fire. full responsibilities. Yes. The website is DGA training program.org. The DGA assistant director training program. The deadline is December 1st for this cycle. So DGA training program.org brother. And I mean this, I will see you on set. Thank you so <laughs> much for calling into the job. Fair. When we, I got, I got, Thanks we got some things it. cooking with Fox and NBC. I may have just found my first AD <laughs> right there. See, that's how you, okay. that's how you find a job. You just mm-hmm. call into, you talk, you talk shit to Ralph on Twitter first. You set <laughs> Ralph straight. Cause Ralph just posts shit without checking links. And then you get on the job fair. We get our facts together. And then we sit and I see you on set. And when I oversleep, you better not snitch on me. Never. (laughs) (laughs) Brother Mo, thank you so much, man. Thank you for coming on, man. That was real dope. Yes, sir. I'll let you soon, Mo. Yeah. Okay, Roy Wood Jr. I think it's also important to note that you do similar things. You put people on as well. But but the, so the true, pilot. Yeah. So yes. But here's what I did, though, with Comedy Central with that pilot. I don't know. Any, what The first thing I found out was that anybody skilled in the state of Alabama was already either staffed or out of state working on something else. Mm-hmm. So I hired people that knew the people I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So once I got Millicent Shelton in place and then we had a pretty good line producer as well they knew how to find all the other people that checked a shit ton of boxes uh, for what I wanted to do. But it's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful way to, um, to make yourself into something different and to basically skip the line uh, in a lot of ways. I encourage people uh, to apply to that. JG, can we take a quick second to shout out black men who give other black people a chance when they just might need a win might be a little bit down on their luck, not really feeling real up to par right now. Then they happen to run across a dude, you know what I'm saying, 
at a comedy show. The next thing you know, they got a job <laughs> on a national fucking show. I ain't never met this Negro before. International. International. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for correcting that. So, yeah. So can we give a second to shout out black people who are doing things? putting on other black people that they don't even oh, know. Oh, absolutely. But then you know I, I think he tries to leave it in 2018, but it's current mm. as well because Roy is also an executive producer of Talk a very it. much needed documentary. Roy Wood Jr. Very good is also an executive producer mm. of a show that's coming up that has a medical theme to it. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah. We're black people. Black also women. October 29th. Yes. Black women. October 29th, 10.30 Comedy Central yes. on Perfect Messenger, directed by Black Man. Absolutely. Brother C. Craig Patterson, mm-hmm. a good friend of mine I've known since my radio station days at 95.7. After the break, we're going to get Rod for short up in here, man. We got to ask Rod about, um, about this corrections officer from earlier. The one that was having sex with the inmates. Because oh, I know y'all don't agree Jacqueline. I know you got an issue with it, but I really do think that, you know, we just gonna, we gonna ask Rod about it. Okay? We'll get to Rod. Job fair. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Mom met a lot of your demands over the years. This Mother's Day, get her the Bartesian cocktail maker that makes premium cocktails on demand. In just 30 seconds, have your choice of over 60 premium or seasonal cocktails, all at the touch of a button. Get $50 off on the Bartesian cocktail maker now when you buy one pack of cocktail capsules. So, for all the times you made a mess, get Mom the countertop cocktail system that makes premium cocktails without making any mess at all. For all the times you begged for soda, get her premium cocktail capsules made with real fruit juice and craft bitters. For all the times you demanded tacos for dinner, get her the Bartesian that mixes margaritas in just 30 seconds. Make Mom's Mother's Day and all the 364 days that aren't Mother's Day with a Bartesian cocktail maker at $50 off. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash mother now to get $50 off the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand.
Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Are you on the hunt for a new home this spring, but don't know where to start? Fisher Homes is your solution. Your new home should reflect you from the front door to the kitchen and even your outdoor space. Start your journey by selecting your ideal home site, like in a cul-de-sac or that's tree-lined, and then choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans. Bring it all together at our Lifestyle Design Center. Let Fisher Homes be your new home solution this spring and start making memories at fisherhomes.com. Job fair, back in it. Two down, one break to go. Uh, it's my pleasure to slow it down for a second and bring on this brother who. You go to the Bode Hotel in Nashville next to Nissan Stadium, you see a pair of his draws in a frame up above the bar. He is a lifetime member of the Always Pimping. Never Simpin' fan club. That's how it is. (laughs) Check it. He comes to us from parts unknown. But if you set your tender settings in Central Tennessee to 100 miles, you might get a glimpse of him in your phone. Mama named him Narado. We call him Rod for short. Rod, how do you do on this wonderful Wednesday? What's going down, man? It's been been a great day. How y'all doing? Oh, man. Little turmoil. Great. Little turmoil from earlier, Rod, that I need you to settle for us here. I just uh, sent you a link there in the Zoom chat so you can give this a gander. Uh, Jacqueline seems to be upset with me for recognizing California Corrections Officer Tina Gonzalez as our employee of the week. Tina had sex with an inmate in full view of 11 other inmates. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You see Tina though? Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I, I can't. I can't speak for Rod, boy, but you could color me number 12. Then, Let's go ahead on. I, I'd have been 12. Then, Rod, after Tina had sex with these inmates and she was arrested, of course, uh-huh. she posted a Snapchat of herself out on bail Working that ass at the club. Hell yeah. Out on bail, fresh out of jail, California dreaming. <laughs> mm. no, I ain't mad at it. Is it a crime as a member of law enforcement to pull a citizen to the side uh-huh. and say, hey, young citizen, let me break you off a little bit of this California poon tank? Fair or foul? Um. I think it's it's extremely fair. Whatever. Uh, I think it exposes the corruption in our penal system because I don't think there could be anything better for rehabilitation, which is what prison is supposed to be for. I can't think of a better rehab than sending a nigga off for five to ten and letting him get some of that sweet Wayne Dang Poon Tang while he's in there trying to get his life together. That's that's an excellent. It. 
That's an excellent program. I think that woman should get started. Jacqueline, while Jacqueline incentivizing the other 11 inmates, you know what this is like? This is like in elementary school where. (laughs) What? He said, he said, invent. He said, incentivizing the other 11 inmates, son. So yeah. <laughs> at Central Park Elementary, shout out to Central Park Elementary <laughs> inside of Birmingham. CP, I played baseball for them. Who didn't? <laughs> shout out to Keenan Field before they tore it down to build the new school. Uh, at Central Park Elementary, if a class got perfect attendance during a six-week report card period, that class was entitled to what was called an ice cream pickout. At the oh. end of the lunch period, the entire class got to eat as much ice cream as they wanted. For 30 minutes while in full view of all of the other students mm. to incentivize now, in hindsight when you look at childhood obesity yeah. statistics <laughs> and childhood diabetes Sugar. it probably wasn't the best reward but in the 80s we did our best <laughs> I just think that what this woman was doing is incentivizing the other 11 inmates a lot of pressure on the other women correctional officers though to she you know, motivate cut men. a hole in her uniform pants. Hey, man. Oh, my God. What? I'm talking oh, about uh, that's, that's, early that's a, that's a farm to table glory hole right there. Hey, man. That, that is sustainable pussy getting right there, buddy. Sustainable, Jack. She is that's now dope. going to go to jail Those, herself. She is a political prisoner. Oh. All day. I like that. I like. I want them to do exactly what they said Roy did at CP, incentivizing good behavior to those other eleven inmates. I want them to adopt the exact same program that they did with the ice cream. Good behavior for a week allows you to eat all the pussy you can for thirty minutes in front of everybody. Now that's that's dope. She's making it difficult for women to work in the corrections industry with men. There's nothing you can do to make it easier for women to work in correctional facilities with men. At all. They're in you there with stone with cold. the men. But, uh, first of all, nobody forced that woman to have sex with those fellas. <laughs> she cut that hole in her pants herself. I understand, Point but blank. she's but... still making it tougher for other women. Go ahead. Let's kick it off, right? Get these people something that they can break the ice with their co-workers. Something that is actually perfect for the job fair is... Uh, a good story for uh, white people to talk to their black co-workers about right now. Uh, we've got a young man who obviously does not listen to the show but needs to hmm. who uh, recently went viral for completely destroying a subway in which he worked throwing food all over the place including the toilets and filming himself <gasps> in an effort he says to get signed to Meek Mill's Dream Chasers rap label. And I don't think that's the proper way to go about getting signed. Mm-hmm. But he so, did upload a video of himself completely tearing a subway down to get out of working there and get signed to Meek Mill. It was promptly fired by Subway, of course. And Meek Mill has not reached out. Have you ever torn up a spot when you quit, JG? You ever, what's the most you stole from a job? Let's just start there. Probably printer <laughs> cartridges or some shit. Some of Keurig cups. She took yeah. some K cups and some napkins. <laughs> <laughs> and she still feel guilty about it. Like, why? Go ahead. What was it, Jay? 
What would you what'd you take? I'm Forgot frozen. to clock out on a Have bathroom you all break not or something. Realized I'm frozen. You're not frozen. <laughs> oh yeah, you're totally not frozen. <laughs> when you tell somebody you're frozen, it means mm, you're not frozen. You're not frozen. I always said that there were two things I was going to do in radio if I got fired. Third, you would appreciate one of these. At every radio station, there's a server room where all of the stations in that building, every four or five rock, jazz, country, whatever, they all feed into one computer room. If you take those servers offline, that's where all of the music is stored. All of the commercials are stored. Every single, it is literally the brain of the radio station. That entire station, the entire cluster goes off the air if you fuck with that room. And I fantasize about going in that room with a sludgy sweet tea. Because when sugar gets in electronics, there's no... It's a wrap. It's done. Water, maybe you could dry that bitch out. And maybe, but once the sugar's in there, and it gets warm, and the sugar gets to heating up, and gets on them electric... And I just fantasize about mm. being double fisted with two large sweet teas and just sludging sugar and shit. Really? That's thing one. Yeah. yeah. The other way That's that I was going to sabotage radio was to re-record all of the commercials in the system and put a random cuss word in the middle yes. of the commercial so that no one can hear it. But every but the way the FCC is set up, your fine is $100,000 per offense. So each curse word in and right. of itself is an offense. So if you can go through an entire radio station's system and just put in curse words, someone has to physically go back and listen down to everything in its entirety file by file to make sure that it doesn't get so come on out the long Lewis Ford where you get your best deal with it motherfucker and get the all new Ford F-150 just every commercial just a random you bitch ass motherfucker fuck you and the Alabama Crimson Tide thank that's diabolical what the hell happened like to you that. that day when you came up with that plan <laughs> I, 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 look, he was right. I, the second one is definitely more my style. And the only difference, the only difference, Roy, that I had with yours, I wanted to go into the computer room and make all of the stations play Aaron Hall, uh, play guys, uh, you can have a piece of my love on repeat for 14 hours. And that would have cost enough money to shut the whole station down because they would have never figured out in the first 30 seconds that Aaron Hall says, you dumb bitch. Super clear. And so you just keep playing it over and over and over. <laughs> really? Hundred thousand. If you word. listen to it, that's it. If what is it right happening the to y'all at these radio stations? Because this is some super villain shit. Hey man, this yo. this ain't like I'm a I'm a piss on the floor or something. Because somebody said something because you came in late. This is like this is hateful. <laughs> when you get to a certain point and you run across radio lifers, there's not much. Like radio life folks, they 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 hate a lot. They're some angry people, man. Angry it's, people. It's like the Joker said in Dark Knight. Everything burns. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know this collateral me. damage. I know I'm <laughs> unemploying hundreds of people with this action. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, y'all need to talk to somebody. Yes. This is so Whatever. this is dark. <laughs> <laughs> 95.7 Jams invite you out for Toys for Tots. We are taking up toys. Bitch. We'll be in front of the Walmart. Come on out to the Walmart. You motherfucker, bring me them toys, you bitches. Fuck no. you. With 95.7 Jams. Yeah. Right on a breath, too. That's Jesus exactly Christ. how you do it. Right where the person take a breath, you just sneak in that motherfucker. Back at you. Right back there. I'm right. Oh. So... 
right, I like that one, Rod. You can bring that one up to black people. This guy desperate to get on in the rap game, doing everything but trying to be known for rapping. Let's flip it up real quick. <laughs> black people, uh, once again, uh, we, we come to one, if not two, of white people's favorite things that has reached the full-on evolution as foretold in the prophecies. Robot dogs are back in the news once again. again. Mm. This time equipped with sniper rifles. Oh, stop playing. <laughs> oh, stop <laughs> It was in a marching band last week. Listen, it was in a marching band marching last band. week. Before that, it, you know, it pivoted, got a, it got kicked out the NYPD, got a job at a plant. The economy still going terrible, and now the dogs have gone full T-1000 Skynet. Uh, recently in Washington, D.C., at a meeting of the Association of the United States Military, oh, no, the DC. United States Army, there was a robot dog unveiled, equipped with a 6.5 sniper oh. rifle, uh, fully automated. Uh, the, the, the one safety net they have is that the dogs don't have AI yet. They are controlled like drones, but they can work in the daytime and the nighttime. They mm. don't need a spotter. It's a, a dog it's sniper. Dog snipers. I am personally impressed with the quickness of which this dog robot has pivoted from job to job, personally. Mm. Like, this dude, this dude has gone from the marching band to doing flips and contests to now just doing what we thought he was going to do in the first place with a sniper damn rifle. Yeah. Like, that's pretty impressive, man. That's, that's some quick flipping. I can't man. look at it. It looks like a spider, and it makes me itch. <laughs> mm. Yeah, these dogs right. have been radicalized in the I'm worst way. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loves dogs, even robot dogs. Oh and you, you could just put a handgun on a robot dog because nobody's going to be scared if they see one coming. They're going to think, this is cool as shit. That's a robot dog. And he can just shoot him at Port Blake fucking range. I'm going to tell you right now, ain't nobody seeing this joint march up the street to them <laughs> and think to themselves like, oh, yeah, I got to get one of those. Like, hell no, nah, man. Does it look like that a spider? Imagine a spider with an anti-aircraft gun kind of strapped to his back. Wait, is that so a sniper big. rifle, bitch? It's that so is a big. fucking fighter jet cannon. Looks like a missile launcher. <laughs> that joint looks, that is not, and, and it's like something that big is only shooting sniper rounds? That yeah. thing. Where its face and head should be, there is a nozzle. There is nothing there. <laughs> you see that it is death. It is nothing there. It is a, it is a, it is a, what do you call those things? Rod, you know what I'm talking about when it's got one eye in the middle of his head. A cyclops. Not a, it is a cyclops <laughs> with a sniper oh rifle on legs. Yeah, this is a good conversation starter at your job. <laughs> no. This one here is going to get some people mm. killed. His podcast is Uncle Rod Story Corner. You can download it wherever you download podcasts. Rod, I want I want you to hang around for a second here, Rod, because I got a brother for the scam of the week here. It's my pleasure now to, to introduce my uncle Derek, and we're gonna we gotta have him back for a full episode. Uh, my uncle Derek came down to the Imperfect Messenger taping mm -hmm. that we had in Denver, and he brought up a hustle that he had ran a long time ago. Now my uncle has had a life that is, you know, spanned everything from the military to truck driving to not knowing how to operate a Zoom. That's why we can hear him breathing, but he ain't turned on his camera yet. I just do y'all know I'm listening to y'all talk about me? <laughs> I'm 
I'm not done. You laughing too hard, girl. You laughing a little too hard. I'm, uh, I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to tell people who the fuck. Just hang on. <laughs> and so, you know, this is a man who has, you know, he's he's seen inside of a prison. This brother is taking his journey through alcoholism and working every job you can name to put food on his family. And I've said this with the utmost of respect. He is the strongest, most resilient man I have ever met. Mm-hmm. Period. And that's not a disrespect to my father. It is is just straight up when you're talking about trials and tribulations and now is a substance abuse counselor, just a full arc of helping people get through their stuff. That's my Uncle Derek. Uh, You already met JG in Denver. Thank you for not flirting with her and making it weird. I appreciate (laughs) it. No, no. I knew she was working for you. So I always believed in you don't make bed with bread, you never get your meat where you make your bread. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, do I need to break that down? Amen to that. No, Fuck see, that. I, yeah. knew Rod, I knew Rod would rock with you. So I just mm-hmm. want you to tell the story real quick. And it, it, it takes my uncle to break this down. <laughs> so in the 80s, I would get sent to Clarksdale for the summer to mm-hmm. stay with my grandma. And so my uncle at the time was a dog catcher. And he would say, I'm going to work. And he would go in the, in the dog truck and he would come back to my grandma house at like 11 in the morning and then just stay till 4.30. <laughs> and now that I'm older, I realize, oh, you caught one dog <laughs> and then just chilled at the house the rest of the fucking day. Yeah. Like you was out and about. So break down this scam, Uncle Okay, Derek. Break down Now that's scam. what you saw. You saw me catching one dog. I didn't catch that dog. That dog, yeah. I would go around the same corner every day, and that dog would jump in there because I had a turkey chicken bone or whatever, and throw it in the back of the truck, and he'd jump in. <laughs> and then later on, I had one at the top and one at the bottom. Wait. And we so around. You lured the dog into the truck with a church, and the dog would happily jump in because every day yeah. he was basically the ice cream man. The dog was in on it. I was feeding. This now, is the Turner and Hooch reboot we need. <laughs> in the black community, now in the black community, they don't care about dog running loose. Mm-hmm. And in the white community, they will call in if somebody dog run loose. So if they call in, the dog going to jail. I had another one that uh. I was down by the train track. You know, the train track is in the hood. And and the dog was running through the Johnson grass. I had just come out of the army, so I was in good shape. I ran him down, caught him with my hands, running through the Johnson grass. And grabbed them folks got him, gave me a standing ovation. <laughs> there it is. And You're barehanding wild animals. <laughs> And, and my shoe was fish on, my clothes was starch. Mm-hmm. The whole nine yards. You know, uh, that's where we, you know, the old players do it. Right. <laughs> Gotta have them pants start. I'm with them. That's <laughs> real. And, nobody, and, look at, and then I think nobody never trained me for the job. <laughs> they just hired you again. Yeah. I was, please, I was, please. But I, was it dog catching or was it rabies control? It was rabies control officer on my shirt. Are you barehanded fucking animals? <laughs> I, had gloves too. I had 
gloves, two eyes and gloves. Look here. Hold on, first of all, look here. I put in that Jack Daniel. That's when they had Jack Daniel, 90 proof, not just 80 proof. <laughs> it was called Tennessee Fine and Sipping Whiskey. So you were drunk on the job? Yeah, I was drinking Jack and Coke. I drank for 40 years and did cocaine for 38. And I asked God one morning to help me, and he did. Yes, sir. Oh, man. Well, uh, and it's, uh, original Black Diamond. Uh, we're going to bring you back. We're going to bring you back when we're talking about we a counseling week. And <laughs> I don't know if we should have him back for family week. Yes. But you, you, <laughs> well, you Absolutely. Gotta, you got to let me know what topic. We are going to talk about your arc into substance abuse counseling and how you help people in the ways other people oh, yeah. reach people who they feel like they can. Because I've come to my uncle like, yo, man, that's my partner. I can't do shit right. with him. Can you like I've mm -hmm. tried to get my uncle to be a middleman with people that I care about. So we'll help mm. you help people build that bridge. But that's and, the episode it, we really got to look it, out because I don't want to be giving people bad advice I, in that right. way. Now we don't need call no name, but is he doing any better now? He is not. Mm. Oh, okay. He is mm. not. Okay. He, he ain't worse. So I guess he, that's he, a good thing. Yeah. He don't want no help. Mm. You got to want it. You got to want to get clean just as bad as you want them drugs. Where are you? I'm in Memphis in front of my apartment. Oh. Sitting in my truck. Okay. I was just curious. Yeah. He can't believe I didn't hit on you first, but I knew that was not the line to cross. Wow. I, I, I don't think you're not Oh, well, Roy, did he ever tell you what he calls me? No, what does he call you? Oh, he calls yeah. you Jacqueline. No. She talking about last year in November. Mm -hmm. What you call her, Aunt? I, I don't remember. Oh, no, hold on, hold on. I got to do the run away. I don't recall. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recall. She, that's what she said. Hmm. Oh, Lord. <laughs> what did he call you? He called, we he were called talking you. about something, handling some business or whatever. And at the end, he said, thank you, white lady. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. He had never met her. He, before he saw <laughs> yeah, it, he met her on the phone. Yeah. I used the black people using correct English and all that kind of stuff. Good grammar. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like you need better lady. friends, huh? <laughs> Sound like you need uh, better friends. All right, uh, we gonna get with you, brother. All right, hey, hey, to the rest of the fellas tonight. All yes, right, now. yes, sir. Now, Jacqueline, you know the day that you don't work with me no more, he's gonna be on your ass. On He's already told on me. On it. He said, "Don't let him fire you. Don't let him fire you." Hey, Roy, so does this mean your uncle sent them roses from a couple weeks ago? Hey, maybe it was Uncle Darius. Jacqueline shot that shot, bro. Jacqueline, you better pray he never goes back and listens to that used draws. <laughs> oh, I forgot about oh. that. Oh. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Damn. Right. Did he not say, did he not say right? He said, don't think you're not yes. hittable. Don't think you're not God, hittable. I think that's a compliment. <laughs> oh, yeah. I knew Rob would like him. Hmm. But like everybody else, yeah. man, he made a choice to be something mm -hmm. different, and now he goes out and helps other people, and that's what he does. So I love my Uncle Derek. That's the show. Royce Job Fair is a product of iHeartRadio, Comedy Central, and South Park and Princeton Productions. Imperfect Messenger. 
October 29th, if you're hearing this after October 29th, go to the Comedy Central app, download it there. Also, uh, Paramount Plus, a little later in the winter. Uh, that's the show, man. Rod, thank you for hanging a little long. I thought you'd get a kick out of my uncle's dog catcher store. I didn't oh, know absolutely. he was rabies control with no... <laughs> no trainer. Training. <laughs> Just get drunk. Catch a dog's bare head. My man said, my man said it clear too. He's like, I was off that jack. Shit. 90 proof. The, the old yeah. 90 proof. The yeah. real one. Sipping. The, the, the shine the... jack. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. About it. All right, y'all. That's the show. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.